ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, <laughs> welcome to the Theomatic Podcast. Yeah, welcome. Did you I'm like Daniel. that? I really liked it. Yeah. yeah, I have. Yeah. Thank you. This is season three. It's this been is. a great season. We're coming to the end of season three. Before we get going, this is another subject that's uh, a little bit more mature. It's going to be yeah. um, about snacks. Snacks. <laughs> I used to say that when I was a youth pastor. Don't be... eat snacks before marriage. Oh, yes. And when I would say it, because my kids would be in the back. <laughs> it's gonna be. It's gonna be about the biblical um, definition of knowing somebody. Yes. And uh, then he knew her. <laughs> yes. So parents, if uh, if you have young children with you, just beware. This would be not explicit content, PG, but a little bit more PG mature. Thirteen. Yeah, a little bit yeah. more mature content. So now would be the time to tune out or stick with us. Thanks for joining us. And we take questions from all over the place. Yeah. Um, social media, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and through our website, thethematicpodcast.com. Yeah. This particular question has been asked by one specific person a bunch of times. And yeah. so we wanted to honor it, the persistence. Yeah. But it also, so I've heard it before. I've heard of this. this yeah. Is... We always try and answer questions that we feel are applicable to a larger yeah. audience. And so- this is definitely something that uh, that many people think about and are concerned with to some yeah. degree. Um, and so this is the question, and it, it has to do with a lot of sort of different nuanced areas. Uh, so the question was worded like this. Can you talk about soul ties and healing from past connections and wounds? Hmm. So I think we ought to start by saying that the term soul tie is not, biblical yeah it's not in the bible yeah just the way it, rapture is it <laughs> <laughs> next season <laughs> we may just have to do an episode on the rapture yeah is it biblical yeah there's just a lot of words in christianity that trinity won't, yeah trinity mm -hmm. you won't search it and find it in the bible soul ties is one of them yeah you'll hear it a lot um yeah but so we should define what that we think the concept yeah, yeah. is what well, yeah what the concept yeah. is uh one term that would be close, but I think is completely different than the than what most people mean as a concept is like David and Jonathan says their souls were knit together. Mm -hmm. We're talking about friends. Yeah, they had a really, really deep brotherhood. Yeah. yeah, and that's not, I mean, we could talk about that, but that's not really what the subject of this is and what this person meant when they're asking. This is, uh, I think, I would assume this person is talking about if you have had sexual intercourse with somebody or possibly even a deep emotional relationship with somebody where your soul, maybe the question is, is there something that happens in your soul? Is there a connection that is deeper than just if we break up and go on our separate ways, we're totally free of each other? Yeah. Is there something more there? Is it like if we break up and go on our ways, but there's still something there because we gave ourselves to something that created yeah. a connection? Yeah. And now if that's true, is there a way to be healed of that? And how are you healed of that? Yeah. That, you that, think that that's I think, what I think that you they perfectly mean? said it. And if that is the question, then yeah, the answer is yes, there are things. Um, we need to define soul. So the word and the, the word soul there is what I would say is not your spirit, um, which is eternal. Your soul would be your mind, will, and emotions. So if the question is, the seed of your mind, will, and emotions? Is there activities you can engage in with another human being that will tie up the resources and bandwidth in your mind, will, and emotions for a long period of time and be hard to disconnect? Yeah, 100%. That, that is 
That is a way to look at it. Uh-huh. Will you be bonded to this person supernaturally forever? I believe there's a path for redemption for that. I don't think that's what it means. Um, there's also one more other. So, so the three cases, let's take it from the highest. John the Baptist is in the womb. Jesus is in the womb. Moms come close together. John the Baptist leaps in the womb. There's huh. some, so people have used that in the past. They asked me, they're like, there was a supernatural connection between those two souls. And I'm huh. like, isn't that interesting, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, there certainly was a connection. It's written clearly in the Bible. And, um, but that is not what I think this person no, is asking. No. That is very a one-off scenario. Yeah. You're talking about the son of God. Yeah. A little bit different. Jonathan and David, deep, deep, deep connection. Hard to describe because it was so unique in its intensity. Yeah. It was not sexual. It was absolutely a deep, deep brotherhood that right. was divine in right. some ways. Of course. And now we come to this third tier, which is where you can participate or give of yourself, your mind, will, and emotions. And whether you want to or not, or you try to have a one night stand, the act of having sex, which is meant for marriage. And one of the reasons it's meant for marriage is because you don't just exchange body fluids, you exchange something else. Right. So that's the concept that we just need to unpack and, uh, and cover. Yeah. And like, here's one kind of close biblical reference, but again, it's not really in the Bible, but like Paul's talking and we've referenced this in the past first Corinthians six. Do you not know that if you unite yourself with a prostitute, you are one with her in body. Hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, all sex, we've talked about this sexual sin in general is a, a unique type of sin there's yeah. something distinct about it it in you know he says it, it's a sin against your own body but then it's also includes other people and and so there's this uniting and and like the bible talks about a husband becoming one with his wife and now he's talking about that with a prostitute and i think maybe the if i could mm-hmm. distill it the problem is that there is that the, the what they're describing is yeah there's something a oneness that happens in sex and that that's meant for the context of marriage so if it is a prostitute or somebody you're just dating or somebody that's a one-night stand there's Mm -hmm. a uniting that was meant for marriage and now there's a breaking and you're going separate ways but you can't just break free from that yeah and i think one of the reasons and you can you can google this and find the research for yourself And there's actually a lot of extensive research on it there's a chemical because god designed the human body so he's chosen to design it off of chemicals, right? And electrical impulses and things like that. It's the physical expression of how your body functions. So when babies are small and and the mom breastfeeds the baby, the first time in a human life, you get a flood of something called oxytocin. Hmm. And um, psycho or not psychologists, but like biologists would call that a bonding chemical because the part of the brain that it affects is this familiar, like, oh, we're connected. I'm safe with you. So from the time you're an infant, you have that and it's for your mom. Another time in human life where you get that chemical is when you have sex, that chemical is released. And so mentally you do bond at a chemical level. There's an imprint on your brain for a person that you have intercourse with. Hmm. And that, which is another reason why, if you think about it, God designs it for marriage. You know, you have these familiar relationship, you're building a family like this 
So I'm a husband. I bond with my wife in that time because that's preserved just for us. And we have a special bond. Right. And it strengthens. And that's why in healthy marriages, you have a lot of sex. And Paul's like, don't take a break unless it's for like fasting and prayer. Like, keep it up. And it's awesome. And the healthiest marriages I've seen have really great thriving sex sex lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're fulfilled in that. Yeah. And that is bonding. So that is one reason physiologically that I think God tells us you know, he doesn't give us all the mechanics of why, but he's like, hey, it will go well with you if you avoid sexual right. immorality right, right now right, in the right. book of Acts. So so there you go. There's an interesting deep dive if you want to do more research on yeah, that. Yeah, that'd be interesting to dive more into that. So, you know, this is the thematic podcast where we're just, you, we feel this question and then we're, we're yeah. Yeah, we this have is, it for about a minute. We looked is, at it for like a minute before Yeah, this is what it means to be thematic. So part of the, doing this podcast is just to show you yeah. how you go about conversating about something that you may not immediately have all the answers to. So we're asking ourselves like, what are the passages? Are there any? Mm-hmm. I can't think of any. I don't think the terms in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And then, so what are the relevant passages? And okay, and then what's the theme? And So... I, yeah, I don't know. There's not a place where it uses the term and then it describes exactly. Correct. I agree. We, I think I we all think agree that there's generally evidence that something takes place in the midst of these intimate things that we do or can do with people. And and so there's something real there. There's something of substance there. Mm-hmm. And, and God's plan is that those things would happen within marriage. So... Okay, so this person's asking a question for a reason, and anybody listening still to this is listening for a reason. What? Where do you go from here? Where do you go if you have done that, and you're you're feeling that you're feeling the consequence, the result of yeah those actions, those soul ties, those whatever you call them. You've left a piece of your heart. With somebody else. Yeah. I mean, the analogy I've seen is like when yeah, they the glue, glue two pieces of paper together and try to take them apart and there's bits of yeah. each other left on each other, right? Um, well, I would, again, I had like a minute with this. I mean, how if my son or daughter said, dad, what do I do? I would always retreat back to a position of like, I serve a loving God whose goal is to heal you and restore you and make you whole. There are cases in the Bible, like we see with Paul, that had a thorn in his flesh. He prayed repeatedly, go, would go away, and God said, you know, I'm going to leave this in your life for a reason, right? And we stru- struggle with that. But I think in general, the Apostle Paul was earmarked for something special and needed to remain humble because of his brilliant mind and his access. But but for most people, what I would say is like, I think God desires to heal you and let you be free from that, especially if you desire to be free from that. And so how I would go about it is like um, acknowledging that it was a sin mm-hmm. and that it, if you had known better or maybe you knew better and did it anyway, at any rate, just repent and be like, man, you know, God, forgive me and make me whole yeah. and reveal to me any places where this has crept in and created an, a foundational belief um, that is messing up anything between you and I. Like David would pray it like, search my heart, oh God, mm-hmm. and know me, you know, and cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Um, I, I have always heard it said in church, like, be careful when you pray that because like he will do it for yeah. you. you know, know. So, but, but that would be one of the first steps yeah. that I would Confess, take. Confess, which is admitting bringing it to the light Mm -hmm. repenting which is changing your mind and changing your actions Mm -hmm. and believing that god wants to bring healing to you do you think that there's anything to um sort of that that next deeper level of prayer with sort of a, a spiritual 
yeah counselor soul spirit journey i think is what some people call it yeah like journey of some kind Mm -hmm. like you know yeah is there something to some people are like let's just move forward why are we why are we looking back some people are like we must go back to the very like when you were a kid what happened when you were a kid Mm -hmm. and and you know i don't know there's so but in this particular case it's like a person that's remembering that i did that right it's not like Mm -hmm. diving into some subconscious unknown to bring about something that that so this is like i know that i did that and i'm i'm still feeling the i guess i'm just saying that i've heard of people that have found great freedom 100 percent that came not just in the confession and like repentance like yeah i'm not going to do that again but like getting into a, a a deeper time of prayer with somebody yeah getting it all out on the table and see and like through somebody praying for you seeing the holy spirit uproot all of that and completely set you free from oh yeah i mean just even you describing it, it sounds beautiful and it's like <laughs> you know so i've personally went through one of those i went to counseling my wife and i went to counseling year five i think i've alluded to it before and I mean, just sort of sharing that, like, like I, they brought us through what they call the soul spirit journey. It's a Christian counseling um, center called Crossroads in Colorado. Highly recommend. Oh, I've heard of that. Incredible. Yeah. And they called it a soul spirit journey. And it was absolutely something that I was like, this is so dumb when they started talking about it. Uh-huh. But I was there and I'm like, I, I agreed to be all in, you know, I want to, I want to find the things. My Oh my gosh. I was like crying like a baby at the end. There were so many things I didn't know. And I realized in my life, there was no real tender places that you could be just completely vulnerable because a handful of those places are like maybe with your wife, but like your vulnerability and your issues affect her. So to have a third party that isn't affected by what will come out and having the maturity and the wherewithal and the expertise to like guide you through it, think about it in your life. Where do you have a place to be that broken in front of someone? Very few places. So highly recommend as a sidebar, we could talk about it another time. Um, Be cool to bring on an expert. I bet there's so many nuances you and I don't understand, but I do know people have had a lot of success with that. But for this question, it's someone who realizes it was wrong. Here's my answer for this person. I don't know the username, but um, for you, brother or sister, like 100% there's hope for you. If you find, if you're discouraged, I imagine, because I think you said they were persistent with the question, Maybe they're trying to get over it, but they keep getting drugged back into it. Um, that That is an issue in my mind where it's not just like you have this soul tie and you're stuck forever. There is likely some kind of unhealthy um, relational connection or oftentimes I find, especially for young people, they'll put someone else, another human being on such a high pedestal and get so fulfilled by that person, they accidentally replace what the Holy Spirit provides for them by this person. Yeah. And so they're probably missing that and finding they, they need that. The answer is the deeper you dive in with the Holy Spirit, I I can guarantee, I mean, I'm just telling you, I've seen it so many times, I've seen it in my own life. There is hope. It will come. There will be a breakthrough yeah. if you stay at it. You will be free from that in Jesus' name. Yeah. I just know it. I know it like I know my own name. Yeah. I mean, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, that Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. Mm-hmm. There's no... There's nothing that's too big for him. There's no. I am convinced neither height nor depth nor angels nor demons, nothing can separate you from the love of God. He will do the great work in you that he intends to do yeah. if you will let it. Yeah. Ironically, one of the only things that can stop him is you and your will to not receive what he has for you. Yeah. So I don't know if there's much more to say. He yeah. he, he wants to heal uh, wounds. 
And um, I guess the only thing I would add in conclusion is there there are ways that we feed into patterns of sin and mm. even holding on to things of the past, and there and there are ways that we don't feed into it. You can't always help what comes at you. Sometimes intrusive thoughts or memories or whatever. You can always help what comes to you, but you can you can decide what to do with it in the moment. So like Paul says in Philippians, whatever is true, whatever is noble, mm. whatever is honorable, whatever is pure, whatever is right, whatever is praiseworthy, think about such that's things. That's good, yeah. And so that's always like my counsel when it comes to- Because that's probably happening a lot for this person. Yeah, so my, that's the same counsel I give to somebody that's just struggling with anxiety in general or depression. It's like- I get it. Like, it's not something that you just say in your mind, like, don't be anxious. Burn it it's, off. <laughs> it, it, it's in you, but, and you can't, you know, maybe you're not denying that, but you're like, what am I setting my mind on? I'm setting my mind on and just rehearsing that thing that That's I think really might good. go wrong. Just thinking about it over and over, but I'm setting my mind on, God, thank you that you're good. God, thank you that that my sin in the past, you've covered it. You, Come on. Your blood covers that. And yeah, I, I openly confess that I, I did that thing and maybe I had that, but I know that by you know by your stripes, I'm mm-hmm. healed. And you you want to, through the Holy Spirit, transform my mind. You know, Romans 12 too, the, the transformation of your mind. And so like just confess and believe and meditate on and recite the goodness of God and what you know that he wants to do in you and and he will begin to heal you. How long do you think something like that would take in your mind? I think it's different for every person. It's just like when we were talking about pornography, like some like some of us were just delivered in a moment mm-hmm. and some people, again, that's why I went out of my way to say, I know people that are real people of faith, yeah, 100%. not just faking it, real people of faith that it just, that's a thing that they keep struggling with. So I think the point is everybody has their own flavor or brand of sins that that they suffer that they're, through yeah, and that struggle their flesh with. Yeah. struggles with. And so to compare ourselves against somebody else, be like, well, that specific sin, you got over it right away. So what's wrong with me? It's like, well, no, but I have my own things that you <laughs> got over right away. And why do I still <laughs> yeah. not smile at everybody or, you know, whatever? <laughs> like, why am I mean to people? Uh, why am I still, you know, whatever, whatever yeah. it is. Like sin, the sins that we see are symptoms that's good. What's really going on yeah. is every one of us has a root issue of sin, which is the disease. But you don't always see the disease. You just see the symptoms. So like I might have a runny nose. You might have a cough. But anyway, what Jesus, what we need Jesus to do is not just to give us the supernatural day quill to cover our symptom, but he needs to heal us from the inside out. Why I love that and it really impacted me is you're, ans- you're saying that in context to this question, you know, like maybe, maybe you're going, this is a soul tie issue. And there's something, some other kind of work that Jesus wants to do in you that this unhealthy connection with this person that potentially you keep mailing over your mind is a symptom of something mm. deeper. So I really like, I, I don't know that. Do just, you feel reject? Is there an ongoing rejection from the relationship? Yep. Exactly. In you? Is there a, a lack of trust in yeah. God that you'll have a spouse one day? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. hundred percent. Take, take some inventory. Yeah. But trust that God is good and he's for you. Yeah, that's really and good. And there's healing. So that's I, all, you want to say you want to say a prayer for anybody that is facing this yeah. specific thing and, and yeah. this maybe torment in their soul. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. That God um, right before I pray, um, another word that just popped into my mind that reminds me of people who, who talk about soul ties will be people who talk about generational curses. And... Um, I think that those are okay terms to describe some symptoms that maybe 
come at us from a young age or we don't know what the source is, but I know what the answer is. It is 100% a thriving relationship with the King of Kings. And when you are in that kind of light and in that kind of truth, it will, from the inside out, um, it will it will just not, it will fill you up so much that there won't be room for those things. I remember when I was in a forest and we were doing a horse-drawn sleigh ride and there was this old-timey guy that like was talking about, you know, these are draft horses that pull logs. And there was a beetle that came through Eastern Washington, destroyed a bunch of the trees. And he was saying the irony is if they would have thinned out the trees, each tree would have had more light and more resources. So it would grow so fast that the the best defense against that beetle is a healthy growing tree because the sap pushes it out. Hmm. The beetle can't get in because it's growing. And that always stuck with me because it's such a picture of when you are growing in Christ, good luck. Like, like, like things that would take a normal person down just can't take you down because hmm. the life of Christ in you is so persistent. That's good. Anyway, so there's some hope I for like you it. when it comes to generational curses, soul ties, any other thing like that. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this question. Ask her, uh, Jesus, will you meet this person right where they're at? Will you begin to show them that your glory and that everything pales in light of you? And there is no soul tie greater than a soul tie to the King of Kings. Because we are blood-bought, we are redeemed, we are new creations in Christ Jesus. And we thank you that as we yield our will to you, we become like you. When our eyes are on you, we become like you. So I pray for this person that they would have a deep revelation and new understanding about how to tear down their vain imaginations and, and compare it all and lift it up, compare it to the glory of Christ and your sacrifice on the cross and what you did for us. So bless this person, I pray. Uh, be with us all. Um, as we walk through these difficult things and all the traps and snares that have been set before us. But we do declare that in you, we will have victory. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks you did for a lot of hand us. talking right there, I realize. Hand praying. Oh, hand praying. Nice. Hopefully Thanks for joining us, everybody. <laughs> if you would leave a review and a comment, that helps get the word out. Share this with somebody. We appreciate you partnering yep. with us. And we'll see you next episode. Rock and roll.